Welcome, market participants, to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week, we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. What a difference a CPI report makes. The sun is shining. Actually, that's not true. We're having a thunderstorm here in New York. And the top story on Bloomberg is Wall Street caps a week of everything rally. It's 2021 all over again, at least the last couple of days anyway. Now, before we get started, let me mention that KBRA DLD, that's our platform for news and analytics in the direct lending space, is hosting a subscriber-only event this week in New York. It's July 19th in the afternoon. For more information on this event and the KBRA DLD platform, log on to its website, dld.kbraanalytics.com. All right, this week our three things are, one, that CPI report. Just how shocking was it? Two, the jobs market. Disinflation and low joblessness? We'll explore. And three, revenge spend. Is it fading? All right, let's dig a bit deeper. All right, that's CPI report. Even oftentimes dour New York Times columnist Paul Krugman acknowledged that the June CPI report was better than even the optimists had expected. Two-tenths headline growth month-on-month, 3% year-on-year on the headline, Supercore flat to May. Giddy up. Our long financial nightmare is over. All hail immaculate disinflation. Hmm, really? It's really no surprise that the data has been clearly moving in the right direction. We knew used car prices were coming down. We know shelter prices are coming down. We know the base effects were favorable. We knew inflation expectations, which presumably are based on actual inflation trends, were coming down. We knew the Fed was nearing the end of its hiking cycle, even if Chair Powell did come out with his awkward, super hawkish skip a couple of weeks ago. After all, the Bloomberg consensus forecast for the fourth quarter of 2023 for CPI is 3.2%, and it's been in a 3% to 3.3% range for the past nine months. So a 3% print shouldn't be all that shocking. As we've said for quite some time now, the Great Deceleration features a well-known problem, 40-year inflation, and a well-known solution, tamp down demand while capitalism fixes supply chain. The risk embedded in all of that is that the Fed overshoots and causes recession. Recession brings with it a rise in unemployment, which to the central bank is desirable because a super tight labor market threatens a dreaded wage price spiral. But the clarity of the issues at hand make this contraction much more palatable than most downturns. So notwithstanding all the minute-by-minute gyrations in the Treasury market and the endless jawboning by FOMC members, inflation is trending decidedly lower as you would have expected. That's what happens when you hike rates by 500 basis points, soon to be 525, while running down the Fed's balance sheet and you allow supply chains to repair. But here's the thing. We have incurred only part of the cost of bringing down inflation. Here are some relevant data points. After all the monetary tightening, the average credit card rate has gone from 15% to 24%. The average mortgage rate, just over 3% to 7%. Borrowing a billion dollars from a private credit lender, that'll cost you at least 12% today, up from 7.5%. All of those rates driven higher by, one, the Fed hiking, and two, the risk the Fed's hiking will trigger contraction. 
The point of all of this is to say that those long and variable lags we've clearly grown tired of waiting for are still out there. Those shoes have yet to drop, in large part because of the good shape consumers and businesses in the aggregate were in coming into the rate hikes. So it's premature to declare mission accomplished. It's premature to say we will not fall into recession. We are clearly moving in the right direction, but there already is and will continue to be costs to growth and employment from battling inflation. All right, on to our second thing, the jobs market. Now we've talked about this many times in the past, but it's a point that gets lost amidst monthly BLS reports that trumpet the unemployment rate being at or near 50 year lows. That's great, which sure beats the alternative, but there is more to the job story that's relevant to creditors than just the unemployment rate. Sure, if you're underwriting consumer loans, you want a low unemployment rate. You want your borrower to have a job and you want your borrower to be able to find a comparable job if they were to lose theirs. So a tight job market is good. And we clearly have that today. But what we don't have is enough workers or enough workers with skills in demand to drive the economy to full potential. That makes this job market suboptimal. Not enough workers is a problem because it holds back economic growth through foregone production or lost sales, and it raises costs to employers that have to pay up in order to find whatever workers they can. Neither is good for credit. So while the size of the labor force hit a high in the U.S. in April, the employment to population ratio remains well below trend at 60.3%. Yes, it's closer to trend if we chart prime age workers, those 25 to 54 years old, but regardless, we are still short millions of workers. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce calls the labor shortage a crisis, estimating that we are missing at least 1.9 million workers. There is also the issue of skills mismatch, which seems to be growing as the economy shifts increasingly into one that is driven by technology and technological change. Boston Consulting Group estimates that by 2025, skills mismatch will cost 8 to 11% a year of global GDP. And the way I think of it, when the Fed says the long-term growth rate in the U.S. economy is 1.8%, well below the long-term average of 2.6%, a significant part of that shortfall is explained by a suboptimal labor market. And that shows up in corporate margin pressure and a lackluster top line. All right, on to our third thing. Revenge spend fading. You've all done it. Let loose over the past year or two on your spending. Dinners out, lots of travel and entertainment. The recovery of COVID-impacted industries has been an important driver of economic growth over the past couple of years. But it's starting to flatten out. I think some of this has to do with high prices. To make up for lost time and to take advantage of excess savings and the wealth effects of rising stocks, we spent and you spent. A lot. So it was in the interest of service providers to jack prices. Sure, some of that was to cover their own higher costs, labor in particular. But while we're at it, let's see what the market will bear. Let's see what all those excess savings mean. Turns out the market could bear a lot. Sales up, margins up. Remember how closely we watched open table seated diners during COVID? Well, if you look at it now, you'll see that year-on-year -year trends this year have been down. Airline passenger traffic has flattened out lately, as has hotel occupancy. That explains why airfares have fallen 19% year-on-year, while hotel rates have come down 2% or more in two of the past three months. With consumer lenders tightening credit, 
and consumers self-regulating as a result of feeling a bit less flush, it's one more thing that is normalizing into a contracting economy. It may be time to rethink the value of exposures in these categories. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, that CPI report. A reassuring print for sure, but don't lose sight of what still has to happen. Two, the jobs market. Tight is not always best. And three, revenge spend. It's beginning to fade. As always, thanks for joining. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our ratings reports and latest research. And look into attending our direct lending conference in New York this week, July 19th. For more information, check into the DLD website at dld.kbraanalytics.com. See you next week. Hello, listeners. Join me, Van Hesser, KBRA's chief strategist for in-depth conversations with credit experts in my new monthly podcast, Leading Voices in Credit, where I'll interview market professionals on the latest trends in credit markets. That's Leading Voices in Credit with Van Hesser. Subscribe now.